Welcome to Jam, where we talk about stuff and things every week. We will use harsh language and talk about things that may not be comfortable. We may chase a rabbit for a bit, but we will come back around. Are you ready to jam? All right, listeners, it's Adrian here with Jason and Mandy. After our first three episodes accidentally being heavily politically laced, we're going to take a sharp turn straight into Wholesome Town. So we're doing an activity through, uh, I found through listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Science of Happiness. So all three of us together will be answering the 36 questions for increasing closeness. If you would like to do this with your friends or partners or simply just follow along, you can find this activity at ggia.berkeley.edu. That stands for Greater Good in Action, who take a scientific approach to a meaningful life. So on this uh, questionnaire, the first question is, Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? All right, okay. who wants to go first? Good. You go ahead. Do you want me to go first? You yeah. got it. Take oh, it. Oh, shit. Okay. So, me and Mandy were notoriously bad at this question because we didn't read it all the way through. Uh, so, we took that as a universal whoever you would want, dead or alive, as our guest. Um... For me, personally, I would say Alan Watts. So, someone I can sit down and pick his brain on. So, Alan Watts uh, refuses to call himself a philosopher or any sort of spiritual guru, and instead a spiritual entertainer. So, he focuses heavily on Buddhism of all sorts, uh, in particular Zen Buddhism. To So, he takes these scripts and he essentially translates it for uh, the average Joe to be able to, like, understand and get behind. And as someone who loves philosophy and loves having an existential crisis every night and uh, (laughs) wondering uh, (laughs) what is the meaning of life, he has done a lot of good for me. And so I think being able to sit down and have a conversation with him would just be fucking fantastic and awesome because he illustrates these teachings in a way that I have seen or rather heard no one else do. The little bit I've listened to when you have it playing and stuff and then have listened to on my own, he seems very, very good. Yeah. Usually speakers like that and things um, I can't really get into, but um, when you have them playing and I've basically been forced to listen to you're um, welcome <laughs> he actually didn't bore me um i i would go as far as saying i probably understood a lot more yes. listening to him because he um, you're right he did dumb it down for regular joes no, he, he does have he does a, a really good philosophy <laughs> degree right yeah he does so i Yes. And that's why I like it. Like, listening to a guru and everyone else, it's hard to follow the conversations that they're having because, I don't know, uh, listening to almost everyone else, it's like you have to read between the lines. And you still have to do that with Alan Watts. It's just, it's easier. Like, his method of teaching. I, I think he he is okay with using the language that average people use and trying not to come across uh, I'm smart, I have this degree. Oh yeah, he's so not I'm going to use big right. words that you have to go look up because I'm smarter than you. Right. Like, yeah, and I think that's why I like it. Well, and it, within the context of like between his birth to death, it's it's a 
it's a time period that me personally that can can relate more to it because he was in the uh, age that technology started to happen and all of that and where the media like starts turning people's heads and all of that stuff so okay. it's it's good for him to like know like that area that he grew up in is really almost similar to mine so I can understand the points that he's coming at with right, right. no that makes perfect sense i delved into buddhism for a little bit and really took off with the meditation and stuff um and still do that to this day so how he comes about it in that zen approach a lot of times really kind of just hits home and makes me want to listen even more who's next uh jason no i think you should go next because we both have theoretical dead people people. (laughs) i'm gonna talk i see dead people stuff so (laughs) Okay, so I um, actually went kind of cliche. Um, kind I actually of? picked, and I think a lot of people <laughs> would have picked uh, Jesus or a disciple of his. And I say or because, and you're like, oh, that's not fair. That's multiple. Well, no, just one of the disciples or Jesus. I mean, they who would know Jesus more than anyone would be his disciples. So. <laughs> And even you go farther as to wanting to talk to Mary Magdalene um, for right. completely different reasons than any other religious person would right. want to. Right, and I, that's why I think I like yours, because your reason for wanting to do it is much different than a lot of other people's right. reasons. Right. Um, yeah, my, I would I'd be curious, because, you know, she started out you know she approached jesus she was based she was a whore she was you know that's what she was and she um jesus saved her and she became one of his disciples and not only that but she became one of his most trusted followers and um very close with his mother as well i mean uh, whenever at the crucifixion it wasn't just jesus's mother weeping it was jesus's mother and mary magdalene and so my approach would be, you know, here she is in a group of men seen as equal to them in a period where that just didn't happen. Right. So she was, for all intents and purposes, me, one of the, if one of, if not the first feminist. Oh, absolutely. Because she right. was, she, yeah, she absolutely, I'm just as important. He's touched me just as much as he's touched you right and also exactly what was exactly her role was she closer to jesus than the other disciples was there a lineage um well yeah did they have sex did they have children that were kind they of married because a lot of um or a lot of but there are some that believe that she was not just one of his disciples she was his his wife right and um that's what i would be curious to know um and what her role was and um because she wasn't really treated fairly by the church now because none of her scrolls you know she had scrolls you know she had testament yeah written written down stuff and where did those go right so it to me it's just it would be fascinating to know all of that absolutely yeah that's definitely a different perspective on the whole thing and I think I think the teachings of everything that's that old is um, 
lost to the churches that have them and rather they have them or they burn them either way we don't have the information that we did because what would that information do would it overthrow an entire church right how influential (laughs) was she did she in a sense have some kind of control over him you know he it would just because he wasn't supposed to be of this world, you know, right. and live in the sins of man. Right. But he was a man. Of course. And yeah. I don't know, I probably have to fact check myself on this, but I'm pretty sure the uh, documentaries I watched uh, said that Caesar is one of the first people to really take the Bible and use it politically. Because it is honestly, surprisingly, and scarily easily to turn a person's faith against them. Well, right, but was it, Caesar was Roman, right? Right. So, Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So, it, that would... It would make explain, sense. Yes. I would have to, like, actually deep dive into it and, like, make sure that I'm right, but... Yeah. That That is yeah, that's what I am convinced of as to of right now, so... Right. All right, Jason. <laughs> So the question was, given the choice of anyone in the world, mm-hmm. whom would you want as a dinner guest? For me, um, I, I find the business world and psychology to be very um, interesting. It's something that I enjoy studying and, and learning about. And I think that my dinner guest would happen to be Elon Musk. So, if you don't know who Elon Musk is, he's the CEO of Tesla at the moment and several other things. But anyways, so he has citizenships in South Africa, Canadian, uh, Canada, and the United States. That's because his parents, one being from Canada and one being from South Africa, um, is how he got most of those. And then, in his business career... Uh, he started a company back in 1995 with his brother. Um, I'm not going to go into their names and stuff. Uh, you can look that up if you want to, but I won't. I won't talk about his brother's names on the podcast or anything like that. So I would just like to take a minute to point out that saying his name would have been a lot shorter than that tidbit. I only point that out because I'm a shithead. So. <laughs> While I agree, I still stand by my decision. Thank you very much. So they started Zip2, a web page, a web software company. Um, from They got the money from a group of investors. And that eventually was purchased by Compaq in February of 1999 for... A small amount of $307 million in cash. $22 million of that uh, went to Musk himself. So 7% share. Not too shabby. He then went on to start X.com. So that was the first kind of email payment company online bank. It was backed by the FDIC. And later it became known as PayPal. <laughs> In 2001. So, and eventually in 2002, PayPal was acquired by eBay for a little sum of $1.5 billion. And Musk received $165 million with the amount of shares and stocks that he owned in that company. Not too shabby. Everyone knows uh, 2001, he started a little thing called SpaceX. Um, and I saw a recent news story of it. Um, 
a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, maybe even today, and as part of the reason I picked him of that one artificial intelligence dude that's in space right now flying around on the Tesla, uh, the story was that his pictures look like he is passing Mars right now. So, very interesting stuff. Aren't and then... Tr- aren't they trying to go to Mars? Yes. They are trying to go to Mars. So Mars is predicted to be our next inhabitable planet. Well, right. How long does it? Did they think it, or did they say that it would take us to get there? Oh, several decades, I'm sure. Maybe twenty years. I don't know. Because if he's just getting to Mars now and it started off in 2001, I didn't see exactly when they shipped him off into space. Okay. I'd have to look that up, and I didn't have that article right now. I just remember seeing it and reading it. I almost shared it. I was like, hey, that's cool. All right, so correct me if I'm wrong. This is our facts person, and I'm torn between us which one is feelings and which one is speculation. Hot. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely our facts guy. Yeah. So these are the reasons why you want him as a dinner guest. Yes. Okay. I would love to pick his brain on how he comes up with some of these businesses. Mm. He didn't just stumble into that. It's not mm, like he... no, he didn't just stumble into that. He found a bunch of people with fantastic ideas and like swept the companies up from under him. But we won't talk about. That. Did he really? What facts do you have on that? <laughs> Fucking, I will deep dive into that later. Well, as let's well. do it but... because I don't doubt that because the couple of people that he started some of these businesses with suddenly made aren't in those all of them anymore. <laughs> they got because they got bought out by bigger companies uh... and they made a shit ton of money. He didn't receive all of $1.5 billion for PayPal. He only received $165 million, which means all the rest. He didn't even receive all of the money from the company he started with his brother that they sold. Right. So all of those, all the money went to those people. From what I have heard, he is very infamous for getting into business deals with people and being able to, like, sleaze his way into... But again, you have to take in who's so, who's reporting that and that's how fair. much of that is fact. That's right. fair. And then I, I question that because as I do some research on him, a lot of his businesses start with one person financially backing him right. and him making these ideas well, up. Well, that, that's why I have to do my own fact checking. Right. So. so, and then Tesla, of course, if we didn't know, um, 2003 is when it was incorporated and Elon Musk was brought in and started developing the uh, Tesla cars and all that kind of stuff. So he did. He didn't found Tesla. He was just brought into Tesla. No, Tesla was incorporated in July of 2013 by Martin and Mark, who financed the company until the Series A round of funding apparently started to dwindle or something. In 2003 is when Tesla was. Uh, incorporated. Uh, 2004 is when Elon Musk was involved and brought in to uh, be the chairman of the board of directors. All three of those men, Martin, Mark, and Musk, uh, along with a person named JB, were inspired by the early AC propulsion T0 electric roadster prototype. So that is really what saw uh, that kind of electric car start to deal and go. Now, in 2008, there was a financial crisis after a series of escalating conflicts by uh, Martin, um, and he was ousted from the firm. 
And that's when Musk assumed leadership of the company as CEO and product architect in 2008. And um, ever since then. But he didn't kick him out personally. Okay, that's fair. Right. There's a financial crisis. So these people, those two, Martin and Mark, were above Musk as the chairman of board of directors. Right. So it wasn't until that financial crisis in 2008 well, that, that's... when the one person got kicked out by the other people um, is when Musk was escalated up to that. So in most situations like that, the board of directors is who appointed him. He didn't just make himself the owner. Okay. Right. He doesn't have that much power with that that kind of stuff. So, and he still holds that same position today since 2008. So, as of 2019, Elon Musk is the longest tenured CEO by any automotive manufacturer globally. So, that's not uh, too shabby to have. So, what type of question would you? ask would they all be strictly business, business questions, questions? I, th I think or? they would all be business questions or philosophy questions on how you know where do you find that niche where do you find that ability to get that next job up and going you know what i mean well, the motivation behind it right well, right but did he come up with any of these inventions businesses invent like Right. The... I know not Tesla, yeah. but like the earlier stuff, like was, um, it sounds like to me so far that he takes everyone else's ideas and well, no, then banks did, off of where them. Where did the, not, well, not PayPal, but the, when well, he Zip2 with his brothers, those three got money from investors to start that company. Right. So obviously that was the three of their, their idea. And right. For as much merit, like, I can't really discredit him for not giving up on an idea, but at the same time, why wouldn't you want to bring the other people along with you? Right, and then, then in those, so in Zip2, it was, the company developed and marketed an internet city guide for newspaper publishing industry with maps, directions, and yellow pages, with vector graphics mapping and direction code being implemented by Musk in Java. So that was the work he actually did. Okay. So it's not like he's just chilling out while the other two are working and he's cashing out on these big checks. Of course, yeah. Not too much information on what he actually did with X.com. Well, I'd imagine it's pretty much like the other one. He probably did the software stuff behind it, right? Yeah. Um, in that company, he was actually ousted as the CEO because he wanted to move PayPal's Unix-based infrastructure to a Microsoft one, and they didn't want to do that, which mm. I like Microsoft better than Unix anyway, so I would agree with them on that. I point. don't even know who Unix is, yeah. so... It's a shell for uh, operating system. I, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Motherfuckers. <laughs> then there's SpaceX, you know, just ideas that he's bringing and putting into action that nobody else is. Right. You know? Uh, then Tesla, Tesla really wasn't doing much of anything until he took over and then started building the cars in 2008, right? Because he joined in that company. Tesla was started in 03. Elon Musk joined in 04. Well, that's why I want him as a dinner guest. All right. Well, awesome. Okay. Well, referring back to that question, I guess if I had Alan Watts as a dinner guest, he would mostly just be doing what he does and lectures, but to everyone that I'm having dinner with. So. 
<laughs> if you could be famous for anything, what would you be famous for and why? Um, I, like you, probably conflicting, but more so, no, I would not. Because I think there's a uh, expectation of your life. Oh, absolutely is. Being public, like, not just when you're out in public, like even your personal behind closed doors, people expect that to be They want to know everything. Exactly. And no, that's not, I'm signing over my public life for you to know about, but not my personal private life. And see, that's why I have a conflict in because I would, I, I don't mind the idea of fame, but I also know the toxicity that comes with fame. Exactly. I want the people to know only what I want them to know. I think I would lose my fame pretty quickly with the, the paparazzi because I would lash out very intensely, so... Right. I, <laughs> I don't I think know. They... Or you'd have a stronger following of people that agree with you. Probably, yeah. I mean, right. it would be and a 50-50 catch. Well, also, you're not allowed to have opinions. I mean... And I know in an earlier no, no, podcast that I said, you know, uh, uh, celebrities and their opinions. You can give an opinion and it be opinion, well, but when you try to preach it, that's when it becomes and a problem. see, that's the fun thing and that's the sad thing, especially when, for me, when it comes to J.K. Rowling. She has said some awful shit. She's not going to lose her fame over that mm -hmm. because there are 7 billion people on the planet and there's at least a billion that agree with her. Absolutely. But it just comes to the fact of what kind of shit do you want to be when it comes to your fame? Do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that everyone just agrees with? Because at that point, you stop growing. Agree. <laughs> I, I I agree with that, Jason. Huh? Of course, I love to be famous. I mean, I have zero problems with it. I have zero problems with being famous and letting people into my personal life. I would give zero fucks about what they would want to know or what they would wa not want to know and it wouldn't matter to me either way um i think i would try to be famous if i had a choice in what way uh through streaming media platforms whether it be through a podcast or through a youtube video or through some kind of thing like that i think that would be the best way to do it i've always wanted to be a model <laughs> right <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I would like to have control over what my thoughts. Right. I don't want my thoughts to be so misconstrued. Given because... that, if you could keep all of your autonomy and keep pers people out of your personal business and things you didn't want them to know, what would you want to be famous for? Um, hell, as little as work as possible. <laughs> Look at all these reality tv stars that get their 15 minutes of fame on um i mean there are shit posting comedians on every social exactly. platform that <laughs> yeah. anything if i one of the like the kardashians all i gotta do is walk around my house and you follow me and i get a million oh, viewers oh no, no, no absolutely don't worry the kardashians are famous because they're they're god awful drama so is that really what you want to be famous oh, for no. I, I mean, I not the drama part. There are some that are. Look at what it was that one um, with Jessica Simpson and Nick uh, Lachey. Lachey. She was her ditzy showed, and she had no shame. So you know what? Let it fly. Shaking right. of the sea. I know, right? Join us next time. We'll answer more of these questions and see if we can get past two.
Uh, next week, we're going to start with the question, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? That'll be a fun one for all the people out there with social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Jam with us later. Bye.